Blog Talk Radio. Come close the door. Stepping out of bondage and grabbing hold of God's promise. Circumstances can't stop me, and neither will they block me. Today I feel unmovable. Nothing's impossible. To walk on water, to calm the sea. Can be free just being me To walk on water To calm the sea To speak to mountains I can be free just that you are having a great and fantastic morning. As you know, I'm always the one that says it is a do-over. Any day that we get to wake up and start over, any day that we get to wake up and know that God is on our side, that we get a do-over in God is always a great day. I am so happy to be with you guys this morning. So much to talk about so many things to get caught up on um, that are going on in the kingdom, and I want to get in. But as you know, we always start out with a word of prayer because we really want God and only God to speak through me. We want God to prepare you and prepare our hearts for what is God saying and what is God saying in this season right now. So let us go in, and for those that are driving to work, going to work, already to work, listening on demand, this prayer is for everyone uh, under the sound of my voice. Father God, I come to you this morning thanking you and praising you for really being my God, for being the God that watches over me, for being the God that moves and the God that loves us. Father God, I thank you that you are the God that sees what we don't see. You are the God that desires an intimate relationship with us as your people. You are the God that died, that sent your son to die on the cross so that we could live a truly abundant life according to your word, according to your will and to your plans. God, we bless you to this morning. Now, Father, we know that you have many people that are going through a process, a process uh, uh, on that journey to really have an intimate, powerful relationship with you. So I pray for them right now because they either are going through something, they're going through their finances, family, divorces, uh, molestation, uh, promiscuity, fornication, abandonment, rejection, so many different things. 
trafficking. You know, we've given a new word to things now that have an old connotation. So, Father God, I just pray for every person. Maybe they just finally got the answer to their prayer, where we are rejoicing for them. For those that I just mentioned who are hurting, we know that every tear you that they cry, every frustration that they have, you feel it. And for those that are going through that don't know you, your heart just yearns for them to get in a relationship with you so that you can direct their path and move and guide in their life. For those that are going through that do know you, Father God, I pray that you continually be a comfort, a buckle, or a shield in their life, drawing them to where you would have them to be. Father God, and as I begin to minister this word today, or really just have a talk with the people and share my heart with the people this morning, I, I, I pray that you would just prepare their hearts to hear, Father God, let me only speak and let me only say that which you want me to say, that which uh, gives you glory and that gives you praise, Father God. Maybe it'll be a little longer. Maybe today will be a little shorter. But at the end of the day, it will be your word and your heart that would have gone out to these, your people. So, Father God, I thank you, Father God. Bring different things to my remembrance, God, so that I can truly disseminate that which you want these people to listen to or to hear. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you. Amen. Well, I hope that everyone is really having a great day. I hope that you're waking up and you're really like, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And I hope that you're enjoying that day. I hope it means a lot. And maybe if it's not a good day, maybe some days we wake up and they're really not they're not rainbows and butterflies, but that's okay. It's our perspective that then changes the day. Because now, as always, our our perspective is always on God. And how can we turn it around and take what God is allowed to have happen in the course of a day, whether it be through our actions or the actions of another, that we can turn it around and allow God to have full control and give him all the glory, the honor, and the praise. So we thank you for that. Well, look, guys, you know, today is going to be a little bit different. Last week, we talked about um, just really pushing, moving forward in God. You know, what is it God that would have you to do? You know, encourage you just with a, a moment of exhortation. Well, many of you know that I was at the, uh, in Florida. I am back home now. I was in Florida for the prophetic intensive under the eternal change ministries um uh a school and so i was there and it was power packed it was not a conference guys i really can't explain to you what it is what it was what it did what it does you really had to be there but i will do my best and i want to share with you some things that i got from there that i really want to share with you to help you move forward for those of you that are listening to this broadcast, whether on demand or live, you know, life as we know it is not as we know it anymore. Things are changing. And we can no longer look at life, look at our walk with the Lord in the same box that we've looked at it before. We really have to know God. We have to know the Spirit. 
the Bible says that we must worship him in spirit and in truth. That spirit is our way of communicating. It's our way of talking to God. It's our way of relating to God. It's our way of knowing who God is. Number one, we must always, always look at the word of God and look at what was God's original intent from the time that he created the earth as we know it to where we're going and how it ends in Revelation. The purpose of God is always there. The intent of God is always there. So when we're reading the word of God and studying the word of God, we're studying and reading based on God's mindset. See, you know, the one thing that I've learned, people get all caught up and, you know, into titles and names and things. And um, really all prophetic means or the prophetic type or the word prophetic or prophecy means is that you're getting God's mind on a thing. You're getting God's thoughts, God's mind, God's idea on a thing. Anytime you look at the scriptures, when God was giving, thus saith the Lord, whenever the prophets spoke, they spoke the mind of God. Well, we have the word of God, but God will still use the prophetic, the apostolic, the teacher, the pastor, the evangelist, he still uses them in the earth today. But what they're going to do now is they really help to interpret the mind of God in various situations. And it's not going to move outside of the word of God, but it really brings clarity to how what's happening in a modern day is uh, is answering the uh, prophecies or the explaining how uh, the word of God is being manifested to today. So what does that look like? Um, uh, what, we're, what we're looking at is building the kingdom mindset. So but let's look at that as one example. How do we build the kingdom of God on earth? It used to be that people were sitting by and waiting for the sweet by and by to come, that we're just waiting for God to come you know, and we're going to die or Jesus is going to return and we're going to spend this eternity or in heaven. But God never, never, never one time ever intended to do anything without people. That's why he created Adam in the first place and created for him a place to live. He created Adam and created for him first a place to live. So as we're getting a prophetic mindset, we all have the ability to seek the face of God, to get his understanding, to get his mindset. And then we look at the word of God and we judge it. So now we're testing the spirits by the spirits. And it was such a powerful, powerful, we had three powerful days of just information to help us to move into this kingdom mindset and establishing uh, the kingdom of God in the earth to be able to, the, the, the government of God. Now, we know that there's other things that are going to happen and so on and so forth, but how do we do what we do? When the Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous, what does that mean? How does that happen? How is that going to manifest in 2016? What does that look like? What is the practical application to that? 
You see, we're not doing church. See, church will bind you in this religious mindset. Well, we do it like this over here, and we do it like that over here. And because we no longer, we've negated the idea of the fivefold ministry, because we say, oh, well, we have the word of God now. Um, we don't need to have a prophetic voice in the earth. Well, that's a lie, because I don't see anywhere um, in, in the New Testament, um, especially, and it's not really in the Old, because when, when Paul was talking, he brought it up in the New Testament, but I don't see ever one time that it negates that. Now, we've gone in the scripture and we've said, well, at the end of the age when Christ returns, well, Christ hasn't returned yet. You know, the building of this model, when Christ died, it set everything in motion. So we're not looking at when he came the first time when he was born as a baby. So we need the fivefold because Paul was very, very clear when he said why we need them. So if we need them for one, we need them for all, okay? And then we have to look at and be astute in the word of God. We need to be able to understand definitions and what words mean and how they're be, how are they being applied today. It was just a powerful Session. We also looked at what's coming on the earth, how to make sense of all that we see going on. You know, in June, we had the, uh, the, the Supreme Court uh, re, uh, overruled the rights and the will of all those that voted against same-sex marriage. What does that mean? How does that affect our walk in the earth? How is that going to affect Christians? You know, <clears throat> many of us, if you just pay close attention to what we see going on in the world, we can see that if you are a believer in Christ, if you hold to the tenet of the word of God, that there are things called sin and that you can't just live any kind of way and do any kind of thing, we really are becoming the enemy. We really are becoming the terrorists on the scene. You know, we really are the intolerant ones. Because we follow the word and the will of God, we are seeing great, a great amount of duplicitousness in our society where Christians are being just as persecuted for their beliefs, and they're not receiving the level of rights that others are receiving, where they're suing Christians and closing down business for those that hold true to the word of God as they believe it. Um, they're being shut down. But when we go, to our counterparts, and we do something, and we seek to sue and receive the same legal rights and representation, we're being denied and cut down at the knees. There is a um, uh, a, a definite difference of things that are going on in our society. Now you have Christians that are uh, um, um, bringing together or uh, combining uh, being a Christian with being a Muslim. No, 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 no. It's okay to love people, but we don't ever get in bed together. You, you don't support what something else is doing. You don't submit your God to another's God when you know that they don't have the same thing. Look, there's only one God, and his name is Je <coughs> and his name is Jehovah. Not, not, not Buddhas. Not him. Not Allah. <coughs> it's not the same. Because my name is Dawn Marie. What's your name? 
Do you answer by another name? <coughs> you really only have one choice to call me. Don Marie, Don, Ms. Mrs. Borsico, or, you know, my middle name is Alexander. We have Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Rapha. We have Jehovah Nisi, but at the end of the day, we're still calling God, the Elohim, by his name, okay? His name is nowhere where you find in Genesis Revelations, in any of the historical books of Josephus, will you find any other name but the name that I just mentioned. So there are not many paths. The Bible is very clear that there's only one way, according to John fourteen six. I am the way. That Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. People in the world today, people in society today are trying to make sense of all the things that are going on. The way we make sense of these things is to begin to seek the face of the Father, to get his mindset, to ask him to speak to us, to ask, ask him to move upon a move upon our life, we need to do, as we've learned um, in one of my favorite, favorite scriptures uh, in Jeremiah, we always want to stop at Jeremiah uh, 29 and 11, um, but we also can move forward, and I want to bring that up for you guys. Um, it, it should be Jeremiah 29 and 13 and 14. Um, it's a great scripture, Um because it tells us if we, we have to seek God. It's not just going to drop out of our lap. There are things that are mysteries and that God will be, begin to use and to speak to us as we as we um as we move forward to seek his face. Um but we have to seek him. We have to want him. We have to want to know him. We have to want to be in his presence. We have to want to hear what he's saying to us. Now we've always gone to Jeremiah 29 and 11 and says, I know the plans I have for you, not for calamity, but for a future and a hope. But this is what he says in 20, just, just three verses down, two or three verses down. You will seek me and find me when you find me with all your heart, which means we have to put some effort into it, which means we just can't go to church on Sunday. We just can't go on midweek service. We just can't go and live like hell when we're not at church. Everything is not lawful. Everything is not prudent, okay? With your whole heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and bring you back from captivity. See, that still applies to today. Even though that's an Old Testament scripture, bringing us out of captivity is definitely bringing us again out of bondage because we can send ourselves back in bondage, back into the bondages of sin because we stay in a place. We don't move forward in God. We don't seek his face. We don't seek to understand his original intent on a thing, okay? And that's what we need to do. Going back to the beginning of the book and going back into the Genesis chapter 1, Genesis 2, Genesis 3, to understand why did God create things the way that he did? Why did God create the male first? I, You know, I, that was his order. He chose to, okay? Did he know all that was going to go on? Yeah, he's God. He knew, you know, but he gives us free will. When he said that man is not good, that man be alone, why did he create for him the opposite 
of what he was because he could have created what was in him. He could have made another him, made another male, but he chose not to. He could have said, well, let me make a a set of males and I'm going to make a set of females over here. But that's not what God chose to do. He gave the directive before. So as I was at this prophetic intensive, seeking to learn to go deeper in the deep things of God, to make sense of all that's going on around, to be able to sit with my leadership that cover this ministry, that, that covers this show, um, and, and again, seeking that direction. It was powerful because we, we were really able to move and to see what scientists are doing, what people are doing who have a direct opposition to the things of God, the mind of God. You have even prominent atheists that are saying that some things that some scientists are doing are absolutely like, you know, you might not want to do that. You have uh, prominent Christian leaders that are saying that it's okay to get the RFID chip that they're going to be putting in the people, which is the... um. Uh, many are calling the mark of the beast because it's going to be used to do commerce. Well, you have people now that can't believe God for their rent, yet we say that they're not going to get the mark of the beast. I, I wonder, if you can't believe now when things are like this, how are you going to believe God when, says, when someone says, serve me a die? You've never been used to, to dying to anything. You've never been used to, to serving to anything. So where is that strength and that faith, that faith going to come through? Because you don't know what it's going to look like. You think that somebody's going to go, oh, okay, this is what's going to happen, and it's going to be easy. No, it's not. Persecution, we can't say it's coming. It's really already here. And and if for those that say they believe God and have any faith, it's here. So we were really just sharing. As I share that with you, we really talked about how to bring the economy of God, the government of God, and set up what he wants to put on this earth as we move into the times that we move into until his return. Whether you're pre-trip, mid-trip, or post-trip, at this point, it really doesn't matter because the Bible still states that we don't know the time or the hour that Jesus is going to return. So you and I, we better make sure that we are in such an intimate relationship with God that we know who and what to connect to. Some of us have been so stuck on religious um, religion and tradition and um, denomination for so long that we cannot hear God because we really don't know God. We know religion. We know how to go and sing in the choir and do good deeds. But yet we have yet never one time had a heart change. And God is trying to scream real loud and clear to the heart. The things that we talked about, you know, with a lot of the dark matter being released, we talked about September 23rd uh, coming um, soon and the things that have been prophesied and talked about, even in the media and even in the uh, entertainment industry that people are talking about and making sense of it. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, if you don't have a savior, it's scary. It's really scary. But if you know God, it's not. Because you know that he has a, a a plan. You know that he has a remnant of people. The Bible says 
that the road to Jesus Christ is very, very narrow. Everybody's not going to go in. We don't want to be like the Sadducees and the Pharisees and miss Jesus when he returns. And if we don't get on our game, if we don't begin to seek the face of the Father, if we don't come out of tradition and begin to seek back into our our our, our, our way of doing things, the five-fold ministry, God gave it for a reason, um, then we're going to miss it. Then you're going to miss it. I'm not going to miss it because I am seeking the face of the Father and I'm around people and sitting under godly counsel that seek the face of the Father. It's nothing spooky. It's not religion. But God, as I just read the scripture, Jeremiah 29, verses 13 and 14, We have to seek God, guys. How much do you want him? How desperate are you for him? According to Psalms 42, according to Psalms 63, according to Psalms 51, how desperate are you for God? Where you're willing to shut down everything and steal away with him. Some people, we're Christians and we can't even pray for an hour let alone 30 minutes, let alone 15. And we think if I prayed in my car going to work, I've really done something. Oh, I went to church today. I did God a favor. Every day you wake up, every moment that you have breath in your body, God has done you a favor. God owes us nothing. But because of his love, his grace, and his mercy, he's done so much. As you, as we move forward on the process 319 Unleashed, um, you're going to see some changes. Um, we're going to get deeper. We're going to tighten up some things so that we can provide you the information that you need to move forward, teachings that are relevant to the day, teachings that can help you um, seek the face of the Father, teachings that will help you find where you are and your giftings in the church or in the kingdom of God, helping you to get to get connected in your area. We're going to be talking about things and on the on the talk show that we do on Tuesdays, we're going to have relevant guests on that can help you understand your type, what you're doing, what's going on in society, what's going on in government, what's the what's happening in the political scene. We need to know these things. We need to be spiritually astute in everything. We need to be astute in the earth realm and know what's going on and be able to see behind what we actually see. I'm going to, as I close out, I'm going to close out a little early today because I really want you to hear the song that I play as the intro. I want you to know that you're free. You're free to walk on water. God wants to use you. He wants to use you to be all that you can be so that you can bring forth the kingdom of God for the part that he's assigned you to do. Everybody has a part. Everybody has a part. What's your part? What has God called you to do? And if you don't know Christ as your personal faith, if you don't know where you would rest your head, if you don't know where you would make your decision when Christ returns, then I am here to share with you today that you can just, wherever you are right now, tell God, I choose to repent. Repenting is not forgiveness. Repenting is literally changing your mindset and saying the way that I'm doing things isn't right, it isn't good enough, it's not getting me where I desire to be, or I just no longer want to be the king and reign and ruler of my own life. 
And I want and need direction for God to move me in the direction. If you want to know how to use a thing, ask the creator. And he created you. So I say, ask him to come into your heart today. And the angels are rejoicing for you. I'll see you guys next week. And I'll see you guys on Tuesday on the Process 319 Unleashed. And we are going to have a great guest. And Thursday, we'll have a great teaching. Talk to you guys soon.